Welcome to Tabletop Dropouts. I'm George. I'm Zach. And I'm George. I mean, Zach. I mean, Mike. The mimic is acting up again. (laughs) Quick, get the fire. You know, he was 33% correct. So, (laughs) worst mimic. Best one out of three. Wait, what? All right, guys. Cool. So today we're doing something a little bit off topic. Well, not even off topic, but kind of keeping with the topic that we've been on again, off again. Off-a-gone? Off-a-gone. Off-a-gone. It's a new polygon. Um, man, I love it when we, when we record multiple episodes in a day and get fucking slap happy immediately. <laughs> well, now the listeners know we record No, oh, no, the secret's out. I've told everyone already. Um, anyhow, so we're going to keep with a, kind of a theme that we've had in the last few episodes of talking about um, kind of how to get into tabletop gaming. And today we're going to talk more about how to get into competitive tabletop gaming specifically in a mini in a mini series we're going to call the road to the rtt um the reason we're calling it that is um as we mentioned last time we so george myself mike um and friend of the show castle are going to a rtt tournament um which rtt stands for rogue trader tournament so i just said tournament twice but anyhow we're going to a rogue trader tournament in albany georgia here at the end of the month uh september um, and this is, uh, I believe, the first RTT for George, Mike, and Castle. Well, I can't really speak to Castle, but you guys can speak because yeah, you're here. Yeah, it's yeah, my first. I've done competitive games before. We've uh, like Age of Sigmar tournaments and old Warhammer Fantasy Battles, but this is my first 40K tournament ever. Yeah. Yep, mine too. So, yeah, yeah, and of course you guys have played in AOS tournaments, though, so mm-hmm. you, you have a little bit of an understanding of the competitive scene. But right. so they, I hosted an AOS tournament so I actually downloaded oh. the ITC tournament packages and like I was the one that put together all the mm-hmm. all the matches and all the tables like I, I set up all the terrain with Josh a friend of the mm-hmm. show and we him and I built tables and had everybody come and play yeah and we did prize support I 3d printed trophies yep I still have the trophy I got for getting second in that tournament like just up on my what's my really shelf. funny is the third place one sitting right there on that shelf too because i took third in that tournament i hosted the tournament and then i well, placed but the color <laughs> placement of how josh painted those trophies actually matched each person's yeah. faction like mine was blades of corn so that one like totally looks corn and then yours is like black and green and gray yeah, so and it was, I was like skating, totally so it was 100 like warpstone it was perfect yeah it was great so uh we had a good time with that but that was like a thousand point yeah it was a thousand point age of sigmore yeah so. so that actually um, kind of leads in. So what can you expect from competitive play? Um, I think um, fair to say that we're probably mostly going to talk about Warhammer 40,000 mm-hmm. in this. Um, however, there are competitive scenes for pretty much all the other games, yeah, most with major the exception games. of the role-playing games um, that we've talked about. Role-playing doesn't really naturally well, lend itself to competitive. Well, you do have, to. You do have like uh, tournament scenarios that will happen at big cons whenever those are, you know, actually happening right um and i've actually whenever i was in high school i actually competed in one of those for a virtual convention and placed which was kind of cool oh cool um but yeah so there's a generally speaking a competitive scene for just about any game you could want to play as long as it's got a big enough player base um and these concepts we're going to be talking about today are fairly universal some of them will be very specific because we're talking about our path to trying a 40k tournament but um, a lot of the things we talk about are, especially the human factor stuff, is very, very universal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. So, um, yeah, like I said, most of what we're going to focus in on today is Warhammer 40,000 related, just because that's the biggest competitive scene. And then what we're also going to at this RTT, it's a 2,000 point um, 40K. That's one thing you can expect um, is 2,000 points is usually the um, standard... Uh, list construction level that you're going to be at. So I think that's a Strike Force mission in Ninth Edition. It's called Strike Force. Yeah, yeah Strike Force, great. So yeah, that's uh, one of the big things you can expect. Um, obviously, also you're going to be able to expect um, some really high level play. Um, you know, there, there's definitely going to be people that show up just to, you know get a guaranteed three to five games in. They don't really have the best list, but they're just there to have fun, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But a really important consideration with competitive play is to remember that you are in a competitive environment. And so people aren't necessarily going to just let you, you know, do take backsies or anything like that. And they're also very likely going to have um, pretty tuned lists that, yeah. uh, you know, realize a lot of synergies and then different things like that. Yeah. And this is, this is one of those universal game things I was talking about earlier. You need to go into a tournament with a certain mindset and that is people will be playing to win um 
you know, and I, the reason I say that, like, people will be playing to have fun as well, but it's going to be a little more aggressive and a little more ruthless than some of your um, traditional, like, hey, I'm playing at the FLGS, just a pickup game. You know, uh, the people that are there are, the, if you're playing in a tournament, the expectation is you're going to be playing the best game you can. Yeah. And if you mess up, that's on you. And, you know, you you just have to be prepared for that. Yeah, it, it's very much the big boy leagues. Um, and unfortunately, sometimes uh, people get this idea in their head that competitive and tournament players are jerks about things. I've found that that's actually not the case. I've found tournament players to actually be more friendly than just your standard dude that you meet in an FLGS. And maybe that's a reflection of our meta and isn't correct in other places. But, um, you know, I, I it, it's safe to say that tournament players aren't necessarily going to be accommodating, if that makes sense. Friendly, yes. You know, good guy to be around, yes. But they're going to hold you to high standards. And so be prepared for that. But also take that as a challenge for self-improvement and to really find ways to become the best player that you can be. That's why I like to play tournament um, or um, competitive themed 40K, just because I enjoy you know, that challenge of, okay, how do I play to the best of my abilities? And tournaments definitely bring that out to you. So yeah, that's kind of a good, um, you know, why play competitive and also what you can expect. Well, I have um, another one. Well, <laughs> go for it, Mike. Well, so I'm a big Goonhammer reader. Yep. And I based my list off of the Scott Horace article for Start Competing 9th Edition Astro Militarum Imperial Guard with his Night Gallant and the Imperial Guard list. It's almost exactly, it's pretty much the same with a few tweaks. But um, I get to actually go to this tournament and there's going to be a Goonhammer guy there. And yeah. there's going to be a lot of really good players. So the cool thing about going to these tournaments is that like it's not like well, I guess it kind of is, but it's also not like you're never going to go to a football tournament in a city. Like if you're an amateur football player or an amateur baseball player where you just like to play games with people as part of a league, you're not going to go and get to play a baseball game with A-Rod. You're not going to go get to play a baseball game with, you know, Derek Jeter or any of the pro baseball players unless it's like a charity or something. But like here, you know, it, the guys are pretty accessible and you get to see what they're going to do in a tournament and you get to see how they think a little bit. So that's pretty cool. There's a very easy way to get involved in the in the gaming aspect. Yeah, you definitely have easy access to some of the top players in the world, especially here in the American Southeast. You know, we're um, podcast is located out of St. Augustine here in Florida. Um, and I mean, you know, within two hours drive, you're hitting some of the top 10 players in the world immediately. Like uh, not to say where people live, but like you know within two or three hours of here i'd say five or six of the top guys in the world right are here and you can be <laughs> so, at the Atlanta open in a day you, so. yeah yeah and, and um going back to like why i like to play um or why competitive play interests me um there's that old proverb of iron sharpens iron mm-hmm. and it's kind of one of those things if i want to get better at playing warhammer 40k in general playing against these more competitive lists and the higher standards that we we're talking about is going to force me to get better and um, every single game that I play is just more data for me. And it's more yeah. it's more things for me to learn. And if I'm playing against people that are holding me to that hard standard, like in a tournament, that's just going to push me further. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, and this is, one again, once again, true for every game. If you want to be, if you want to excel and, and push your skills, you have to find out, find like-minded people that are going to take it serious. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, while also having a good time. Well, having I mean, a good having a good time. When I say take it serious, <laughs> yeah. uh, to be clear, yeah. every I've not been to a tournament for anything, um, where except for maybe Magic, uh, but um, where the person wasn't also trying to have a good time. But the tone is going to be different. It, right. You're you're not going to like you said. It's going to be much more a much less forgiving in terms of misplays, um, sort of atmosphere, and that's fine because it just makes you one have thought through your moves a lot more methodically and two have start to develop a more intrinsic understanding of the rules so you don't misplay right yeah Yeah. cool so um how to how to get into competitive um all right again like i said we're sticking kind of with uh 40k as our scope i think the first thing that you need to do is download three apps um to really get into competitive play those being the best coast pairings app that's one the player app, though you could also download the tournament organizer app if you're interested. Um, the ITC battle apps, I'll tell you about ITC here in a little bit, and Battlescribe. 
So working from top down, best coast pairings is where tournaments get listed. So there's a functionality in there that um, you can basically go in and search tournaments for a given system, so 40K uh, in a date range and a um, mileage range. Uh, so usually, like, you know, I just like to keep an eye out on stuff coming up in the next couple of months, and that's how you can find tournaments, you know, in your specific area, um, in your specific game system. BCP does get utilized for quite a, quite a lot of other systems, too. I know, I know that a UGO is on there. Yeah. Yeah, it's on. Hey, you know what? If that's your hobby, that's your hobby. X Wings on there. Um, yeah, so it, it's used for quite a lot. So it's not just 40k, but that you know that's a good best practice for just every kind of competitive play. So there's that the ITC Battle App, and ITC stands for uh, Independent Tournament Circuit. Um, they're kind of the end all be all of um, competitive 40k play right now. Um, they're run by a couple of guys. Uh, Reese Robbins is one of the dudes, and then I can never remember the other guy's name. But they uh, kind of run the show, and it, it, like I said, it's the circuit for 40K. Um, definitely check out FrontlineGaming.com. I think it's .com, might be .org. Um, but that's their website, and that's where they run stuff. They have faction rankings and everything like that, um, which is pretty cool. And you can find quite a lot of information on there. Um, just about tournament scene in general. Yeah, so ITC Battle Apps, so that actually helps you track your score uh, throughout the course of a game, which is pretty nice. And then uh, Battlescribe, of course, that's where you're going to build your list um, because the GW app is a little bit difficult. It still. doesn't have yeah. There is no <laughs> they GW have, app. They haven't added in the force construction. Well, there you go. So, <laughs> yeah. But hey, Battlescribe still has it. Um, yeah, and Battlescribe is actually also used for many, many different systems. Yeah, oh god, yeah, there's games on there that I haven't heard of outside of Battlescribe. So, yeah, Battlescribe's just a good buy if you're going to be playing, well, not even a good buy. It's free. It's $3 a year if you want to support them, which I highly recommend you do. Um, BCP is also $50 a year, um, and it actually works, unlike other similarly costed tabletop gaming applications. Hint, hint, wink, wink, games workshop. Um yeah, and so I highly suggest supporting those because, um, you know, it's relatively cheap. Um, do you guys have any more kind of hints on that kind of stuff? Um, no, I mean, you hit the major thing. And with a lot of these tools, like we we're saying, they're, they transcend game systems. You know, Bowscribe and uh, the Best Coast Pairings you can use to look up a variety of systems, whether you're a War Machine player or an X-Wing player or a Warcaster player for that game that's getting started up or Malifaux. They're all fairly available from what I can tell in best coast pairings that are definitely all available in battle scribe yeah so having having a clear standard way to organize your list because that's a big thing with tournament play and having a, a reliable way to look into your area if for whatever reason um you're looking for tournaments but they don't necessarily have your area covered as well in the best coast pairings app just talk to your local game stores usually oh, yeah. Yeah. uh if they're not doing a small scale tournaments themselves uh the players there your your peers at the flgs will be able to uh usually point you in the direction especially if you're new to the scene it, yeah use, use those yeah. experienced players to find out where sh stuff is going on yeah and hopefully you have like a gaming group on facebook or some other social media too that'll be posting about that stuff um yeah definitely so check those out cool so you found yourself a tournament through Best Coast Pairings or some other place. What's next? Um, I think it'd be really good to talk about kind of best practices for actual tournament play um, and a little bit more in depth on what you can expect. I always think it's a good idea to take a buddy to your first tournament that's like been to a tournament before and kind of has an understanding of what to expect because it kind of in typical gamer fashion, they're organized, but they're not super well organized if that well, makes sense well, like you you tend to have a lot of what i refer what i refer to in some of my old jobs uh as tribal knowledge it's stuff yeah, that isn't that's, yeah stuff that isn't necessarily documented and presented on the pages of here's the official rules but it's the, the agreement that's been put out by the organizer and the people on what they expect to see at the tournament mm -hmm. um you'll see stuff like uh for example in 40k there's the current rule for painting standards yeah um they may not nest a lot of places will put it out on their page. Hey, this is what we expect for the painting standard, but some of them won't. And knowing to ask those questions is a big thing that a more experienced player can help you out with. Yeah. And you know, if you don't have a buddy and you're going out there alone and unafraid, more power to you. But, um, 
one of the great things that you can do that you will always have access to or should have access to at least is your tournament organizer, frequently known as the TO. Um, don't be afraid to ask your TO in the weeks coming up. For the RTT that we're going to uh, up in Albany here in a couple of weeks, I've been talking to the TO literally every three days, probably just asking questions about stuff. Um, obviously, you know, we're driving three hours to get up there, so the logistics um, have engendered a few more questions, and I want to make sure everything works out well for us. And so a local tournament, I'm not going to have all these questions, but, you know, the TO will be the decider on pretty much everything at the tournament. So they're a resource that you should definitely ping if you've ever got any questions. Um, yeah, cool. So once you're at the tournament, I think one of the big things to remember, especially for 40K, is that it's an objectives game. I know like as a world leaders player, I'm like super into like killing stuff and getting into combat and whatnot. Um, but just remember like, you know, the game revolves around holding and scoring objectives, um, primaries and secondaries. So don't forget them. Um, yeah, another well, big one. Well, oh, and George, I was go going to say just to expand on that and to kind of bring it back to all games is every game has a has a thing you're trying to do. If yeah. you're showing up for a magic tournament, it's you know to get the person's to trigger your win condition or get the person's life down to zero. So make sure you you're when you're coming up with your list and you're setting things out, understand what those possible win conditions are. In the case of 40K, know what your objectives are because yeah. you're not going to win the tournament if you're not playing to objectives every game. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think one of the easiest ways to really understand how to do that too is just to get reps in and understand your list. Um, the one that I'm taking up there to um, Albany here in a couple of weeks um, I talked about it a bit on the last episode, but you know it's a World Leaders Battalion and an Emperor's Children Patrol, and I've played ten games with it, or at least some iteration of that list over the past couple of months. Um, and so I really, really understand what my list does, what it's good at, and what its capabilities are. And you know, really doing the work prior to and getting ten or fifteen games in with a list is really going to help you at the tournament because it's going to speed up your decision making process. Um, which helps out with the time clock too. Because at most tournaments, you're going to have two and a half hours to play a game, and you're splitting that time with another person. So you have 75 minutes. And that might sound like a lot, but it goes by really quickly. And understanding what everything in your list does, or at least you know having a good understanding of what most of the stuff does, really accelerates your decision-making. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things you need a familiarity with your own list. Um, so getting in practice with your list before a tournament is, a, is an extremely good idea. Um, you know, if I'm playing Space Marines, I need to know what my bolter profiles look like. I, yep. need, to, I need to be <laughs> sure without having to constantly reference what everybody's movement characteristic is. Um, it just, it, it helps because every little second you spend looking for that is cutting into the time you get to actually complete your objectives. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, for me, it's just, making sure that you know that you have resources too. There's tons of websites out there for you to discuss, but one of the things that I do, and this is something that just because I, I like to do it, but I buy the, the digital copies of my codexes. So I buy the, like I have a digital copy of, for 40K I have Engine War, Greater Good, the Guard Codex, and then the Knights Codex, because those right. are the four books for my army. Now I don't need to take all four of those books, but what I do need to take, and I need to make sure that I have are I print out all the stratagems that I need. I print out the stratagems for my knights in general, and then my relics, my stratagems, and then my command abilities. And I just make sure that all of those are printed out so that if anybody is like, hey, I have a question about that specific stratagem, you can open up that page and be like, here you go. Yeah. This is straight out of this book. Yeah, one thing I like to do is literally print off you know, however many games I'm going to play, print off that many copies of my list. Right. And then yeah. when I step up to the table, say, hey, I'm Zach. Here's my list. Yeah. And yeah, then obviously the I'm, thing. I'm still going to walk you through my list item by item, but my opponent now has a paper copy and can reference whatever they want. Right. It's not required, but it's kind of a good dude thing well, to do. And, so and here's cool. another thing too, and this actually goes a little bit into, um, and I know we we're going to talk a little bit more about social procedures anyway, but this seems like a perfect time to mention this. If you have a question about what your opponent's army is doing, don't be afraid to ask. Like, Yeah, 100%. Like if your opponent says I'm rerolling this and you don't know why, don't be afraid to ask. Like right. 
and if someone asks you, they're not trying to be a jerk. They're just trying to make sure they understand the rules of mm. your army so that they don't misplay against you. Like, for example, in my army, I have a character that gives a buff to my to a role. And if I, whenever I mention that, if this happened outside of our discussion earlier, Zach was like, well, why is that happening? And I said, oh, it's because this character has this. Or yeah. he's like, okay. And he, he now knows if I want to get rid of that effect, I kill that character, for yeah. example. Uh, it lets people make informed decisions so that way they're playing to the best of their ability. Yeah, and it's not like someone's questioning your integrity or anything other like that. I mean, you know, if, if you play 40K or AOS or really any of these systems, you understand, like, how complicated the game actually is. Yeah. There's no way everyone is going to learn everything. Every you can't hold you can't the whole it. game in your head. Yeah. Um, and so asking, like, oh, what does Armor of Rust do again? I'm now very familiar with that, by the way, because of how many games I've played against Space Wolves. Motherfuckers. Uh, makes you fight last. But hey, uh, let's talk about Space Wolves. Space, space Wolves. Fucking Iron Hands. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, hey, Dan. Hi, Dan. <laughs> Hi, George. <laughs> I was like, why did I get lifted? I hey, lost Castle. my games against you guys. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, feel free to ask. Um, I like to explain things as I'm going through. Um I don't know how my opponents feel about that when I'm doing it. You guys can tell me if it sucks, but I like to be like, okay, cool, so my noise marines are shooting at this. Right now they're getting 60 shots. They're hitting it on twos because of pressure and rolling ones because of my demon prints and stuff like that. Just so, you know, there, it doesn't... Maybe that comes off almost as a fire hose, but I'm trying to make sure that you understand what I'm doing and why certain effects are happening. Well, and there's also... There is a... I, w- I will say this too. If you explain your t- intent... It also helps alleviate any rules clarifications that might come up later. If I say I'm placing this specifically because that will mean these things will not happen and these things will happen, and but I physically like the model gets bumped later. Yeah. If I've already explained my intent, the opponents could be like, "Oh well, you you placed it so that way this it would be at this range, and we already pre-measured it. Obviously, something bumped the model, and we can proceed." Yeah, yeah, de- definitely. You know, play by intent. Um, obviously sometimes that's not enough because in, intent isn't enough to make you know the dream work yeah yeah well there's sometimes <laughs> but, where yeah. you you mess up if a you, rule if you can't physically do something then you know, it's yeah. kind of tough shit but, but if but, you explain your intent and the person acknowledges yeah. specifically with with positioning yeah but then you have to move the model for some unrelated reason and just doesn't get put back in the right spot for example yeah. that, well, that helps so with it, that it helps me to understand exactly what it is you're trying to do so that if it's like you know like for you when I was playing with you with my tanks, it's like, I'm going to put my battle cannons into you. I'm going to put this in here, and I'm going to put that into you. And you're like, okay, I understand what he's trying to do. He's trying yeah. to split these shots up. He's going to put yeah. the battle cannon here. He's, he's trying, trying to remove this, this unit before this happens. Right. He's trying to play, you know, this way. And it's kind of like, also, it's, your intent is sometimes rules can be a lot easier to comprehend when somebody understands what it is that you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a... And plus, it's just all about being a cool guy at the tournaments. Because odds are, if it's your first tournament, you're gonna get you're gonna lose a lot. So I guess your biggest victory is be a cool guy, right? Like be cool. I can get very salty with people that I know. Like when I play games <laughs> with them, don't get salty at tournaments though. Yeah. Like, keep, there's keep a difference between playing a dude that you don't know and getting all salty and pissed off, and there's a dude that you know and play with every single week that you're like. Man, that's fucking bullshit. I hate this army so much. God damn it. Even though I'm wiping the floor with you. Like, you know, but it's like when you're not playing people you don't know, like, be a cool guy. Here's my list. I'm new. This is my first tournament. Yeah, and you know? I think, you know, it's okay to be like, oh, God, I hate it or something like yeah, that. Yeah, thanks, know, I when, hate it. But yeah. Not but, like, I your mean, army's bullshit, man. <laughs> which Mike probably said four times today, I think, during the game that he actually won. Um, I also said it about Zach's army, and I wasn't playing that one. <laughs> My army is not bullshit. <laughs> glare at you in Noise Marine. Yeah, <laughs> glare laughs in Noise Marine and uh-huh. Karn. I'm playing fucking units that have been in the game for 30 years so, so fuck you guys <laughs> i quit <laughs> yeah i mean mike hits the nail on the head though like don't be that guy um and actually you're gonna see that guy there, yeah though. no you want ready yeah you 100 will just because a certain proportion of human beings are shit so it's gonna carry over wherever you are in life yep yeah. It is mathematically certain that you are going to see a one, at least one that guy. Yeah. Now, and, and, and best, and case, these, best case scenario, you don't have to play that guy. But yeah. 
some you, you I'm just gonna say that I've gone to magic tournaments and ninety percent of them are that guy at magic tournaments. You're only running the risk of roughly one in ten in, in, yeah. in Warhammer. So and you know that's important too. Like if you're an asshole once in competitive Warhammer, that can be enough for your rep- reputation. Yeah. I uh, there's a guy that's gonna be at our tournament. I'm not gonna you know name names, but do it. No, do it. Name and shame. Name and shame. Name and shame. No, there, there's a guy that I, I sees already registered. On the uh, fucking BC page, ah, goddamn BCP page for the tournament that I have played before, and he's a fucking dick, and I'm hoping I don't have to play him. And it's not just me because I've said this gentleman's name before in a game store, apropos of nothing. Four other people said, "Fuck that guy," just immediately. Yeah. And well, if you can rev- evoke that kind of reaction out of like multiple gamers instantly. You might have a problem. Well, you also it's have the TO message you and say, hey, wait, you're not bringing that one that, guy. That, another guy. And yes, we're not yeah. bringing that guy. Yeah, that uh, guy. So, like, there's a, that guy that we know that the TO in another state knew who this guy was and said, please don't bring that guy with you if you're, yeah. if you're bringing him. So, yeah, point is it's a small community. And if you're going to, you know, take a shit on people, then people are going to remember. And they're not going to want to be around you. If, if that's how you get your jollies, then good for you. Like, and I hope you have a good life being alone. But I mean, forever yeah, alone. Oh, by my asshole self. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's a small community. Don't be a piece of shit. Be a good dude. Um, yeah, and or don't go. Yeah, it's like well, there's, that's fucking, easy. If you if you're one of those people that gets upset, troll people in the comment section on New York Times or something. If that's play your LGS, being an asshole makes you fun. And I mean, I get it. Sometimes competitive games turn people into probably like if I was playing a fun pickup game with somebody. And then I, you know, go to a tournament. Maybe my mindset's a little different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think anyone in this room's under any illusions about the kind of list that we're going to see. Um, no, I've already seen. A couple. Yeah, we we've already seen a couple because in BCP you have to upload list, and some people have already uploaded theirs. I, I know people can see mine. So yeah, I know they're like, oh shit, no, I've got to plan for this. But yeah. planning like that's stupid though, because you can see fifteen percent of the list. Yeah, you know, you, that's not a good plan factor. Cool, yeah. So I think last kind of point that I have is to remember your human factors. And what I mean by that is, you know, even in a rogue trader tournament, the smallest of the ITC tournaments, um, a quick note on that, there's rogue trader tournaments, grand tournaments, which are colloquially, regularly called um, GTs. There's majors and then there's super majors. So the RTT is the lowest level, basically. But even at that RTT where you're only playing three games in a day, remember you're doing like, that's like a full working day plus like an hour and a half. Um, I don't know, maybe like my job's not as hard as I think it is, but with the sheer amount of like thinking that you're doing at 40K, I feel like it translates very much into like a full working day. So you're gonna get tired going back to like talking about knowing your list as you start to get mentally and physically fatigued because you're probably going to be standing up for 10 or 12 hours yeah, you're going to, to be... do this you're going to start making mistakes yeah. and knowing your list and its capabilities really helps reduce that yeah i was going to say that this is for those of for our listeners who are maybe more familiar with with card game competitive play like magic that we you know kind of gave some dirty glances to earlier um this is a when generally speaking when you're playing a, a miniatures game because of the physical nature of moving the pieces around and the size of the table, you spend the vast majority of your time on your feet. Yeah. And if you're not used to that, because whatever reason... Wear comfortable shoes. Yeah, wear, make sure you're dressed comfortably to be on your feet all day. Please fucking wear deodorant. For the love of fucking God. Yeah, I haven't had a problem with that yet. In, well, in competitive... 40k i have not had that problem <laughs> well i think most it only people... takes one time zach that's yeah, true man you get a couple of fucking followers of the plague god and yeah, you get one and it's like <laughs> like your day is ruined real fucking demon prince of nurgle <laughs> that has ascended but, but yeah what i was saying is you just need to yeah. be you need to be conscious of the fact that this is going to be physically demanding and mentally and demanding and mentally demanding you're going to be on your feet and you're going to at most get a little break to go grab some food, which might be the only time you sit down and really take yeah. a break. You can expect about an hour break yeah. between either rounds one and two or two and three to go get some lunch. And I highly recommend you take that time. Um, yeah, I mean, and you know, it's just like basic adulting shit. Drink water, have a cup of coffee, have a good breakfast, 
eat lunch when you get the chance. Try to get a good night's rest the night before. Well, I already know that I'm going to be at a disadvantage because I'll be driving all day. We will be tired because we're leaving at like 5 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) So I'm going to be tired because I woke up at 5. Then I'm going to be concentrating on the road for four hours. Then I'll be at a tournament for eight hours. We can take shifts driving. But anyway, like, go out of the way to... And put yourself out there because you never know. You may do better than you think. Yeah, like, honestly, my... um. My first tournament, it, it was a RTT. It was supposed to be a grand tournament. We, It was a two-day thing, three games the first day, two on the second day. Like, I thought I was going to get fucking crushed, but I ended up going three and two, which, you know, put me in, like, the top half of dudes. I think I finished, like, eighth or something like that out of 32. But I was, like, super impressed with how I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, not giving up is huge, both yep. from, like, actually in each game, played all the way through, and then just not getting like a bad attitude if you get crushed in well, your first game. And this is in 40k, but to use the, the Age of Sigmar tournament that we were talking about, um, I played a Skaven list that I was very much, I thought was just going to blow itself up. I went in there <laughs> with the mindset that I'm going to just absolutely get obliterated by most lists. And my very first game, I played against the guy who won it all, was playing a very, very competitive Seraphon army. And... Um, I ended up taking, and you know, he crushed me. He he absolutely beat me. I did not. I played to the end because I wanted to try and deny some points for for overall tournament and try and get some points for myself for old, overall tournament standings. But in the end, I took second place with a list that, by all accounts, if you look at it on paper, I shouldn't have done as well with right. that list. But I played it smartly, and part of that was because I'd been playing it a lot in a more casual sense. Um, but you never know how you're going to perform till you get there. Yeah, one hundred percent. Well, then there's. So what are some of the reasons, Zach, why you shouldn't play competitive? Because you suck. No. Uh, <laughs> you're supposed to say zero reasons. Zero reasons. No, like, I mean, honestly, if you're, like, more into the narrative thing and the rules don't really, like... It, if you're more interested in the story as opposed to, like, rules interactions, then I would I would shy away from it because there is no story in yeah. tournaments. You're just fighting your little plastic war dollies against somebody else's yeah. plastic war dollies. Like, good luck trying to make the narrative sense of having four yeah. golemons on the board at the same time. And Well, that, 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 that's illegal, Mike. But, what uh, about three <laughs> large discordants? Hey, hell yeah, brother. <laughs> I want a tournament with that list. Uh, <laughs> but you know uh, what I mean. It's ha-ha. like... What yeah, three Lord Discordants. No, I mean, yeah, if, if narrative play is more your style, then yeah, hang out. Don't, like, do tournaments because tournaments are about taking this rule set and exploiting it basically and not being ridiculous about it in your exploitations but you know unless you want to play iron hands in which case you exploit everything yeah fuck you george yeah fuck i'm just gonna paint like, shit paint your shit <laughs> paint your as i look at the two warriors. guys who are who won those last two games hey. not the iron warriors <laughs> um so, and actually I, I did also want to offer a counterpoint to when you should not play and that's if you absolutely have to win if you cannot accept losing yeah playing don't. In, playing in yeah. tournament play is probably not for you Correct. because you're going to be playing against some of the better players if not the best players depending on where you're playing your tournament and the thing is there's a good chance that you're going to lose and if yeah. you can't do that with grace maybe you shouldn't be doing yeah, this like, you know and I'm, I'm someone that i enjoy winning and dare i say winning even increases my enjoyment um of a game but i i feel like i can also lose with you know at least a modicum of grace like at least a little bit yeah a little bit well, you haven't seen me do it yet, George. Hey, oh, uh. <laughs> well, Zach, I've seen Zach. I, Zach likes to. You guys like to joke that I get salty. I've also seen Zach. Oh god, also, yeah. I, like, I like Zach's I, also I, like the next week. Like oh, I think I owe that guy an apology. Yeah, I, 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 in my last game, I think I think my last game with Daniel, I was getting pissed, and then I ended up beating him by like twenty or thirty points. Well, Daniel's like, oh, I'm a dick. So. Dan's just got like a good sense of humor about yeah. it though. Because I was talking to Castle, and I was like, "That's fucking garbage." It's like negative four AP and devastating. Doctrine plus you were hitting on twos re-rolling and Daniel from across the room is like, Are you seriously bitching? He went two and one today. Like I haven't won a single game. Shut That's up. True. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's a good sport. Uh. He's pretty funny. So I mean it's like but I mean you can get salty. Like I, I mean there's sometimes where it's like I think he said something like, well, I have transhuman physiology and then all this other stuff, and you're like, Oh fucking course you do because yeah. you're space marines and like all this stuff. And but like I don't know that you want to do that at a tournament. Yeah, you like just, you don't want to rip on anybody's faction choice. Well, it's because the thing is, every 
every faction has something that comes across as broken when it's sitting across the table from you. Yeah, Tyranids, no. They're like F minus in competitiveness. I wouldn't go that far. Well, point being, like so there is, I there, know a couple of guys. You, yeah. you, every, you bring a faction to the, the tournament because it does something you want it to do, and right. it's probably like for for my Iron Hands that y'all keep shitting on. Um, I'm bringing Ooh, them Iron Hands. <laughs> paint your shit, George. Yeah, I, I, I need to. I agree with this. Um, I'm bringing them because I like how durable they are. Right, yeah. And so whenever they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, yeah, it sucks for you guys, but you also have shit that whatever, you know, your your Chaos Space Marines and they're specifically the Noise Marines doing a billion shots feels really good for you. It feels absolutely horrible for me. Every faction, yeah. and because I, I ran into this with Age of Sigmar a whole lot, where there was a guy who everything that was not his faction was broken. Everything yeah. that was his faction was how great he was playing. And that's, uh, you don't want to have that, that uh, mindset being broadcast yeah because i mean when it comes down to it the best player in the world can take a shitty faction and and perform well with it yeah and win a win a gt with it and the worst player in the world with the best list can go zero and five so all kind of comes back to knowing what your army does and that's something i think we covered the base of that is something that we covered a while ago with you know picking out your faction so my favorite thing about your guys's game is when I took a photo and then put an explosion layer on. Oh, yeah. You mean when my dreadnought exploded, dreadnought again? exploded again? If you could send me those, so I can put them on the they're sending to hashtag right Insta. Okay. They're sending to you right now. But yeah, like it's the, I guess you know for tournaments, what's the prize for the RTT? Do you? Uh, get yeah, prizes? yeah, it's um, yeah, you can get prizes. Um, a lot of times it'll be like store credit. So you know, expect for an RTT ten to thirty dollars for buy-in. I think ours is like ten bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, GTs it accelerates on cost, and majors and super majors get redonk. Like um, if I wanted to go to Las Vegas Open next year, um, it's in I think January every year. Um, just to go to that, and this includes flights and hotels and foods food and everything for me it'd probably be about a thousand dollars um having had said that i think i would do want to go the year afterwards but anyhow going back i mean like your your prize support might be like you know a, a firm handshake or something like that it yep. could be store credit it could be you know a, a printed off trophy or you know prize support is all over the place like atlanta pro tabletop i think top prize was like five thousand dollars right or something like that um Congratulations, Richard Siegler. Um, <laughs> again, he had a great year last season. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I know for this tournament, the RTT that we're going to, uh, grand prize is a free entry into their GT that they're hosting. Oh, the see, that's month. pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, no, I'd be very happy because I'm planning on going to it. So, mm-hmm. and that's forty dollars, and then I have no idea what it'll be for that. So. Yeah, and a lot of times, just want to point out to you, like, you shouldn't be playing for the prize. Yeah. so to speak you should be playing to enjoy the game and to, to right to, for the improvement reasons but that's uh, a nice little bonus it's a bonus yeah. oh it's yeah a bonus. yeah um i know i had a oh and there's usually also prizes especially as the tournaments get bigger for like you know best general which is usually kind of like you did good but didn't win and people liked you so we gave you this renaissance man is one that happens ever so often so a combination of things best painted best is painted. big um yeah so i mean it's not like the guy that crushes everyone is the only guy going home with stuff. I, yeah, I first usually, tournament I went to, the guy that won best painted was the guy that, like, I like literally drove up there with, and he got dark uprising or no dark. What was that Necromunda set? It was a two hundred and fifty dollar Necromunda yeah, that was, set. Uh, yeah, that was oh, the motherfucking awesome. best painted. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was awesome. a great. Well, yeah, prize. It's a great prize. Back whenever fantasy battles was still a thing, I remember one of the tournaments I played at in New Orleans. They gave like a they had a congeniality type award where yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody had to just vote on like best best sportsmanship, and you know they got a little something. So there there's usually some some spread out love for yeah, the uh, yeah, for the prize support. Cool. All right, guys. Well, I think that's kind of a... What's up, George? Is pointing at me. I was going to say, do you want to talk about what factions we're planning on bringing? Yeah, yeah. So really quick, um, I'm taking a chaos. Um, I briefly mentioned uh, earlier ITC. ITC does faction rankings. So all the different factions. So Sisters of Battle, Heretic Astartes, Nurgle, Zinch, Space Marines, you know, all of them. Um, and so initially I was going to go for a best in faction award on one of the hair of the, uh, chaos gods, but I'm thinking I might just, um, 
be aiming for like top five for Heretic Astartes this year and see how crazy I can do with that. So I'm just taking um, World Eaters, a battalion of those, um, a bunch of Berserkers and Rhinos, I'm doing five five-man squads uh, with Karn and an Exalted Champion. Uh, and then I'm also taking a patrol of Emperor's Children. I've got a 20-man Noise Marine Blob, um, a Demon Prince, a Sorcerer, and a 10-man squad of Noise Marines. Um, yeah, and it's a, um, it is very much a, uh, excuse me, a um, board control-oriented list. It doesn't look like that. If you, at, at least the first glance that I gave the list when I came up with it was that I didn't think it would be competitive. But seeing as I have seven obsec units on the table all of which can hit pretty hard uh those noise marines punch really hard in the shooting phase and can punch pretty hard in close combat as well you don't um, say yeah right george learned today about me deleting two to three units every shooting phase with one unit um but yeah no i mean my, my mine's a board control bully list especially like i i can get into the middle of the board and dominate everything for the game so um yeah i'm looking forward to it i think um you know, I d I'm letting my hubris run wild here, but I think that I can beat pretty much any army um, if I go first, honestly. And I, with the games that I played that I've gone second, I've very easily been able to wrestle control back. So um, I don't know if that's list that I've played against, um, or if my army is just a lot better than I think it is. Um, I don't think it's the pilot. That's for damn sure. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know, man. We'll see. Um, there's some really great players coming to this tournament. And so either, you know, I'm going to do decently or I'm going to get my ass handed to me. And I'm just happy to go. So uh, my original idea uh, that quickly changed because uh, Space Marines are nefarious and infiltrate your collection like nobody's business was to do a uh, admech slash... Uh, Imperial soup with a little bit of uh, Marine support, but then it turned into a, hey, I have almost 2,000 points of Space Marines. I'll just do pure Space Marines. Um, and I'm I'm running Iron Hands. Boop, boop. <laughs> As they boo me, I'm just going to keep pointing out that Mike literally talked me into running Iron Hands instead of a successor chapter. I was hoping that you wouldn't play me with them. Though. Uh, <laughs> but uh, my original plan, because most of my collection comes from the Indominus box, which is very, very melee heavy, was to do a weird melee skew of Iron Hands, and I'm learning after today's uh, couple of games that I got in that if I'm going to make that work, I'm gonna have to change up and get some, maybe some add some vehicles to deliver the Assault Intercessors, or maybe um, just drop the melee aspect and, and get some more shoots in, in there. Um, it kind of just depends on on what I can piece together in the next couple of days before I list or, or do. Um, but that being said, uh, I'm generally happy. I've got a little dread mob of uh, contemptors and uh, one redemptor dreadnought to cause all types of chaos, buffed up by a, an apothecary, a, uh, a iron father, and a uh, captain lieutenant to just make everything re-roll and be obnoxious. Uh, my big hope and big concern is to figure out a way to mitigate when my dreadnoughts explode because if anything today i will roll lots of sixes on those explosions which will in turn kill almost all of my hq units that are buffing those dreads sorry but that's what happens when you cook your dice and somebody blows up your contemptors george <laughs> like if you're cooking your dice so that you roll sixes all the time because if you feel no pains then yeah you're going to explode as well yeah going fair I, point I, yeah i'm <laughs> going to go on record as i do not cook my dice thank you very much um Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> yeah. did, all Iron Hands players I? are cheaters. Um, if all cheaters are Iron Hands and all Iron Hands are cheaters, then is George a cheater? Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so I, I'm, I'm having to major retool my list, but uh, I'm definitely leaning into, uh, I'll say, the what's referred to as the Intercessor Blob uh, mm -hmm. uh, archetype for Iron Hands because I think it's an interesting way to play with some uh, contemptors or some dreadnought support. Well, what's funny is that I'm probably just going to let you use all my intercessors that are fully built. So I'm like, I'm further enabling you. Yeah, you just to be like awful on the tabletop, but also I'm the one doing it. So it's kind of funny because I'm yeah. sitting here lamenting your army, but I'm also the one yeah, you probably keep, contributing the most to yeah, it. Yeah, you're like, here, I have this. Yeah, like, yeah here I'll, you go. Yeah, I'll, I'll trade this for you. Yeah, so I mean, it's like, it's just funny. But um, I guess we'll talk about my list. So I have, I'm running Imperial Guard with Imperial Knights, um, House Terran with a Knight Gallant and two Armager Warglaives. Uh, so the Gallant is obviously 
the the sword and uh, thunder strike uh, gauntlet. And then I've got three tank commanders with demolisher cannons, plasma, and heavy bolter with storm bolters and hunter killer missiles. I didn't get a chance to use the hunter killer missiles yet on you because by the time I actually shot stuff, yeah, that 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 was a misnomer. But um, basically, my my list is all about board control, but different than Zach's in the sense that I'm just going to run tanks and chimeras around, and then you're probably going to focus on the knight, and then shoot at the knight, and then hopefully kill the knight before the knight touches you. Um, I I was not able to kill the knight before it touched me. If the knight touches you, it becomes... Bad touch. It's basically a John Cena knight, where it's like... like, (laughs) Advance, get close, full tilt, like fight stomp like punch something hit it again and then either death grip it or reaper chain strike it and then so that's called i call it getting john cena but it basically it's just a choke slam uh with a knight but uh demolisher siege cannons like heavy artillery uh 40 or so guardsmen and a couple of platoon commanders just for when those chimeras inevitably drop the infantry guys so uh planning hopefully planning on playing some good ways i'm actually looking forward to i want to learn how to place the gallant because you kind of you're like what what the fuck do i do with this knight like it's a big fucking knight do i put it at the front do i put it at the back if i put it at the back do i want to keep it at the back so that i can force the guy's army into my range so that way i can range them the next time so it's just kind of fun things that i'm hoping to learn and also maybe somebody i'm, I'm expecting to catch a little bit of shit because i am going to be that guy bringing a knight to a tournament you're, yeah, but you're going to a tournament, man. Yeah, it doesn't you, matter. You bring you bring the best <laughs> list you can. I will say this: having been uh, having had that jo- that night uh, John Cena all over my dreads, um, I actually really enjoyed the way that your list played. Like it was a cool, interesting list. Yeah, um, it's fun. I had a good the, time especially with it. especially just because like I like the tanks, I like the aesthetic of the Imperial Guard. So you it, that the list leans into a lot of things I like to see in general, and then it synergizes well. Like, just the, hey, I've got a bunch of tanks. We're going to be World War II tank commanders with a mech. Like, yeah. okay, cool. Yeah, it's basically like, and then there's some guardsmen that are like, we're here, and we're going to get shot, but that's okay. You know, so. Follow the emperor. And then, oh, and then there's a basilisk. There's a basilisk in the back that's just kind of like shelling you. Yeah, from- the basilisk is on, honestly the more worrisome part of your list. Just because it can hit my units that are on the other side of the board, standing on objectives. So yeah, it's just yeah, it's, well, and then and since I'll it's a, it. and then you know with its spotter details and gunner yeah. experts, it makes it so that I can re-roll the, a dice characteristic for it. And Didn't have an invuln though, does it? It doesn't. No, it does not have an invuln. But it is it's pretty hard to hit. Um, but then again, I've also seen somebody run a storm raven gunship into my backline and shoot it with a las cannon, turn one and kill it. So castle. <laughs> so I mean, job, there are ways to deal with it. Um, bonus points so yeah no i mean it's i'm looking forward to taking the list it's almost fully painted up which i'm excited about and i hope that you know i, I i'm looking forward to meeting people at this tournament and i'm looking forward to uh seeing some of the guys from goonhammer and stuff like yeah. that like there's a guy from goonhammer that's going to I, I i'm honestly kind of psyched to go just so i can tell him like hey keep up the good work with the website i really enjoy it um I don't know any of the other Brohammer guys besides Zach and maybe like one other guy. Yeah, we got some good dudes from Brohammer coming. Um, and plus, you know, we're going to a steakhouse after the tournament. Hey, so that's yeah, a good I'm, way to I'm hang out with your buddies. Steak tonight steak. for dinner, but I'm also I'm already looking forward to steaks. Yeah, I mean, and it's also just the time to take a work. It, it's it's a it's four bros getting in a car, driving to a tournament in a on a road trip. So that's that's fun. Yeah, so. it's gonna be a good time. Cool. Yeah. So. Um, I guess that's our road to the RTT episode, if you will. Um, we're going to report back to you guys live, day of, actually probably the night of. Um, give a quick kind of after action on everything and any other best practices that we've captured. Um, and hopefully we won't be too tired. So, yeah, guys. Um, so, uh, before we yeah. call out, I'm, this is kind of a random audible. It just occurred to me. Let's Before we close out, what do you think you're going to do in the tournament? With your list? Yeah, This how, how do you think you're, you're going to go? Do you want to go first or? Uh, I, well, my, yeah, let me go first because I honestly think I'm going to, I think I can go two and one. Two and one? Pretty easily. Well, not, no, not pretty easily. I have the ability to go two and one or three and oh, either okay. one. But I'm going to stride. I'm aiming for three and oh, but I will be very happy. I'm, I'm just going to be happy to go. So, Fair enough. But I'd like to have a winning record. What about, what about you, Mike? I'm thinking one and two. I think I may win one, but I might lose. I'm going to lose more than I win. 
Yeah, I, I'm I'm fully expecting my uh, janky uh, Iron Heads to go zero and three. Like I'm, I will not be surprised. However, I will be happy if I can manage to go one and two. The I'm real hoping. victory is the friends we made along. Well, this the is way. no, it's not. <laughs> this is a tournament, <laughs> but also a victory. <laughs> I also want to make an announcement that if you've listened to the end of this episode, I'm inviting you to take part in our sweepstakes. 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 So the best way <laughs> to win. A Ted Corsair shirt in the color and size of your choice is to follow the Instagram at what's the Instagram handle? Tabletop Dropouts. Follow us, and then we're going to pick a post about the Ted Corsair shirt and we're going to ask you what's a good name of the Ted Corsairs that starts with Ted? Give us a good character name for a Ted Corsair. Yeah, and it needs to be a pun, too. It needs to be <laughs> punny. Because we're going to steal it from you. <laughs> yeah, the best Ted You're going to get a shirt, so you're yeah. getting paid for your You're going to be an honorary member of the Ted Corsairs by telling us a name with a Ted pun. So it can be... and, and the, Some of them are already taken. Like Wright said Ted. That, that one's gone. Uh, Bill and Ted. You can't have Ted from Bill and Ted, obviously. Ted Nugent and Ted Danson. So those are out. But the rest, it's open game. If you win, which we'll call out in our next episode after the RTT, you will get your information and we'll send you a free shirt. Yeah, and um, DM us on Instagram with your ideas. DM us. Yeah, and yeah. we'll get back to you. Cool. Hey, also, um, as always, you know, follow us on Instagram, um, Facebook, Twitter, all the bullshit. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Brad. Brad, brah. Um, Zoomer. And also, uh, you know, follow us on uh, through BCP as we play. Um, you know Zach, Mike, and um, and that, uh, that other and guy, George. that other guy, yeah, yeah, yeah another fucking dude. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna be under Brohammer uh, as a team name, but uh, my name's Zach Rockner. I don't care. Um, I'm the only Zach there. Um, I think you guys are under Ted Corsairs. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ted Corsair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ted Corsair. Ted, Ted Corsair. <laughs> so yeah, Zach, George, and Mike. Uh, follow us. That's on uh, September 26th and uh, like the last Saturday in September yep. on BCP. We'll be there. It's in uh, Albany, Georgia, and you can follow along on BCP through the placings. Cool. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate you listening to us, George. Paint your shit as always. Uh, Will do. Yeah, 10 victory points. Yeah. All, right. All right. Thanks, guys. Later. Bye.